And welcome back into Canucks and Pucks on uh, after game two and the Canucks bounced back from that uh, struggle they had in game one against the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm joined again by my co-host Dan. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm really good. It is a Wednesday. It is a an incredible bounce back um, win um, in so many emotional ways, not only as a fan, but just for hockey too. And there's just so much going on in the world oh, right yeah. now. So this is uh this is nice to be talking about this and and uh, you know we'll get to I know we missed uh, doing a, a cast after game one so uh, this will be a fun podcast to to do with you there Matt yeah for sure I mean the Canucks uh, game one uh, following a very emotional win uh, and it was like right off the bat they only had one day to kind of uh, celebrate and you know be excited about getting into round two against the Golden Knights and they looked it they looked like that they were a team that just got off that type of emotional high and uh, didn't look very good in game one. Yeah. Vegas really obviously. I mean, we all know they took it to them. Yeah. Vegas speed was on, on full display. Uh, Roussel was, was doing his thing with Reeves as we heard. Um, and uh, Vegas was uh, chirping hardcore and, yeah. you know, you know, and, I mean, I'm, I played a lot of hockey. They're acting like idiots, no offense, but they yeah. really were. It's, you can soundbite that and you can clip it and you can throw it up, but uh, they're a bunch of idiots. Like they're very yeah. ignorant, arrogant um, guys that don't. And, and I guess, you know, you have to play with some respect, but what a difference between Vancouver and Vegas and that here's Vegas acting like complete jackasses in, in game one. And here the Canucks are, are, are winning in game two and uh and Pedersen gives um Alex Martinez his glove back after Martinez yeah, goes to, to saw, throw yeah, it yeah. in and like and, and <laughs> like really and it wasn't like like rudely it was like oh here's no, your glove, like, buddy. yeah just just you know like grow up man yeah <laughs> and you no. and you know Marsha show after the game last night and, and we know that we don't have to go into that grow up you guys are role models. And in this day and age where, again, today, you know, the NBA is canceling, you know, players just walking off, canceling games. And, 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 and the cause is a just one. The cause is a, a, is a good cause. Like, yeah. the, 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 at the end of the day, the, the, you know, you can't, it, like, it's the right thing to do. Having said that, um, you know, to be acting like that on the ice and making chicken noises and everything like that's yeah, like, like, you know, that's like school ground stuff. It really, really yeah. is. And, you know, we talk about anti-bullying and yet what's what, how do these, what are these guys doing out there? They're bullies. And, and then you could see it last night in, in game two, didn't go their way. So what did they start doing? Oh, well, you know, we're going to close line and we're going to, you know, crazy. like it just, it was, it, it's, it's a, it's a crazy, crazy sport. And, you know, I didn't, I never, thought i would hate vegas but boy i really <laughs> hate the vegas golden knights now even more yeah. so than before oh i agree and i mean the stuff that came out of game one you know, i don't want to dwell on it too much but uh like some of the things that apparently were said when Pedersen was on the ice and like skate you little squirt type, type of thing and I'm like you know what that guy is probably one of the best um players in the nhl and he's very classy very I don't know. He's a character. And the thing is you, I mean, I know it's on the ice and that type of thing, but I don't know. I, I didn't feel like that was you know, necessary to be doing that. Well, shout out to the church of Patterson. Let's hope we can tag him in this as we go yeah. along. Um, but there's the Holy Trinity of hockey right now. And it goes Nathan McKinnon, Connor McDavid, and now Elias Patterson. There's little doubt right now. 
that he's the third best player in the league. Yeah. There's little doubt. And I know Quinn Hughes is struggling and we'll talk about that a bit, but there's little doubt he's probably the best defenseman in the league and at least playing in the playoffs still. Yeah. Um, Shea Theodore is absolutely sick, by the way, boy. A couple yeah. of great uh, I agree with that. Just love yeah. watching him. Yeah, love watching him play hockey. Um, but um, Pedersen, we talked about this, and I, I just don't know what the episodes. I need to start tracking them and tell people to go <laughs> back and listen to them, right? But we yeah. talked about how cerebral they are. And that first game – I agree with you. I think the Canucks kind of, you know, celebrated and it was deserved, like deserved oh, yeah. because people had written them off. Right. And it was deserved that they, that they celebrated and, and they come back and in game one, they lay just not only an abysmal egg, but they make Robin Lehner look amazing. And, and no offense. Listen, man, I'm, I'm, I'm all for really good goalies. And listen, like, again, I, I suffer from mental health issues. So I, I have so much respect and love for Robin Lehner and, and yeah. how he plays. I don't mean this disrespectfully. He's not a great goalie. He is like Jean-Sebastien Jaguar, who dove yeah. in for Dallas, is like Jean-Sebastien Jaguar. They've got oversized pad, pads. Like, they really have oversized pads. They don't really rely on their athleticism. They just kind of stand there, and yeah. the Golden Knights kind of box players out and basically, it's up to him to just stop stop the shot that's just coming at him. Yeah, and, and that's how he plays in net. That's literally what he does. Because look at how much time to fully had on the first goal to yeah. stop the puck and then put it in. Like he wasn't moving over. He has no, literally okay. no. He has literally <laughs> no lateral movement because that's not his game. And again, it's not that he's a bad goalie. Robin Lehner was picked high by the Ottawa Senators. Yeah. they traded him to Buffalo and got good, good, you know, good. Um, value for him um he's not a bad goalie but he's a stand up stay there let the puck hit you goalie and vancouver exploited that last night i think i think they exploited it really well and you know it was it was fun to see um petterson and the canucks you know again um you know and i want to talk about this uh, maybe we'll do it later but I do want to talk about Travis Green and again, breaking it down because game one, they just relentlessly pressure, pressure, pressure. And, and remember I told you, I said, that was my concern about Vancouver's defense yeah. was, was I don't know if they're fast enough to keep up with that type of forecheck. <laughs> but there's a couple of things that Vancouver not only broke down that we're going to talk about, but there's also a couple other things about the Vegas Golden Knights that are not just relevant, but I think it's going to help people when they watch to realize that they're a great team. There's no doubt about it they're a one trick pony and mm-hmm. I'll explain, I'll explain that as we move along here. Yeah. The thing is, is, you know, throughout the playoffs, the Canucks have shown a tremendous ability of bouncing back and adjusting their game after a bad loss, after a loss in general. Um, and that is a credit to the coaching as credit to the players. I, uh, you know, Elias Pedersen, he has been a monster in this playoffs and this is just, I'm going to write an article on it uh, after we record here, but, I, I really think he's going to win some Conn Smythe trophies. It may not be this year. It will be in the future. He just has that ability to up his game and adjust and just fight through. Like they're saying on the broadcast yesterday, you know, you can have all the talent in the world, but not have the will. And Pedersen has the talent and the will to, to come through in the playoffs. He's the hardest worker. He never stops. Um, he, he's never stopped working on his, his skill set. Um, for 178 pounds now, I believe he is, to have that type of slap shot is insane. To have the speed and the skill he has is insane. To be able to get away from hits the way he does is insane. Yeah. There's a reason they call him the alien. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to toot my horn here. I, I, and, and, and I think people know I, I'm not that type of person. I, I, uh, but uh, when the Canucks drafted him, I, I didn't, I, he wasn't my pick. I, I wanted Casey Middlestad. Um, yeah. No, no, I didn't want, yeah, I wanted Casey Middlestad. And, um, and lo and behold, they get Pedersen. I'm like, okay, well, let's look, watch the highlights. Like, okay, the kid's got skill, right? Yeah. But, you know, he's really small. He's really skinny. Like, you know, I'm not sure how this will translate. And then I go to the prospect camp with my son. And he gets out on his first shift. And I watch him do the DKP. And mm-hmm. I watch him make some moves. And he scores, like, this highlight goal. And I just look at my son. And I said, I have seen this before. And he like, who? I said, that's Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Like literally that's where I've seen it. That's how he played. And I know everyone's like, that's who, that's who go back to the eighties and watch Gretzky's early career highlights. Mm-hmm. He is a clone. He just, he has the brain. He sees the game. Of course the game is faster. So he's not able to take advantage of it as, as well as Gretzky was in his yeah. early career, but that's how he plays the game. And you saw it last night. And you saw it with what a beautiful pass from Edler. Oh, and yeah, yeah, what yeah. does he do? He Again, Red Laner's not athletic. So just, okay, I'll just go around. That's going to be there all the time. If he gets that all the time, it's going to be there all the time for him. And on the breakaway, by the way, someone should have told him man on. Like you, someone from the bench should have been screaming man on because he really slowed down. And again, Vegas so fast. I knew someone was going to catch him and screw up his yeah. – his, uh, his breakaway, but no, Pedersen is, um, I fell in love with him from the very moment I saw him there as a hockey player. Um, I am the guy you can ask anybody. I'm the guy who said he's a generational talent. I'm the guy who said, this is the guy that is going to lead, pardon me. That's going to lead Vancouver to, um, a Stanley cup. I, I, I had that much faith in him from the very beginning. And, uh, he's proving not just me, but everyone, including himself. Right. And he's a humble, um, gracious person. And uh, if people are looking for role models, parents, if you're looking for role models <laughs> for your kid, it's Elias Pettersson. Like yeah. literally, that's that is a real person, and we need to be we need to be praising people like that. And we need to be we need to be putting those people in positions where that's who we should try and emulate. Great parents, yeah. great family, and uh, just an amazing player. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, he never he hasn't backed down from anything. Uh, he gets criticisms for certain things and he just is like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm proving everyone that I'm the best. And he's, and he went and he loves to win too. Like, and that's the thing. Well, and, I think it's more of that, Matt. I think it's yeah. not that he wants to prove he's the best. He wants I think to win. He, he wants <laughs> to win and yeah. that's how he can win. Right. And, and again, like, you know, <laughs> I think it's, it's funny when you're, in, in, and again, I just want to use this to help reinforce what you're saying. And I apologize for interrupting you. It's just, no, it's this fine. is a, a good conversation. <laughs> um, when Gretzky put the Oilers on his back and yes, he had Mark Messier, but Gretzky would put the Oilers on his back a lot of nights. Right. And now I know goaltending was bad. Like don't, I, I'm not trying <laughs> to, to make that comparison in that sense, but you had to wonder how can this six foot to 180 pound kid from Brantford, Ontario, be so good how can he be so cerebral that he can find players and make passes and we saw that last night there are just players that just understand the science of the game they understand how to make passes like again i'm you know i play hockey i love it there's one thing i'm really good at i just understand 
one thing I'm really good at is I understand how to make passes. I understand how to pass the puck out and where to put it off the board and where a guy's going and just, you know, that's all I have. You know, he's a complete package, but that's what I'm saying is he goes around the net. He wasn't trying to put that. No, he wasn't trying to wrap that around. He knew where Toffoli was. He knew exactly where it was and put it right on his stick and didn't give them time. And it was his way of saying to them, bleep you, this is a long series. Welcome to the NHL. Yeah, yeah. And then that that break or the the deke at the end of the game there, oh. that was just an exclamation point. <laughs> oh, oh just, just in the third period, you give him the 3-1 oh, lead. Oh, and I do want to talk about the second period, um, and, and that goes with the first game too. But, boy, what a – like, just like – I was just like, this is – like, how many people have done that, really, in the playoffs? You know, very few have. I've seen Barzell do it. I, but very few have taken that – you know, had the ability to take that time at that speed and put that in. Connor McDavid, um, Nathan McKinnon, right? And but yeah. McKinnon, of course, relies a lot on the shot. But um, it's just that's he's elite. He is absolutely elite. And you know, I remember Andrew Walker saying, "Oh, he's an 80, 90 point center." No, he's a hundred plus. He is a hundred. He's a hundred thirty, like hundred twenty to hundred and fifty. Yeah. When he's in his prime, it's one twenty to one fifty, and and you can bank on it. You could go to Vegas and put some money on it. He's that good. And if anyone wants to bet against me, go tell him <laughs> that. And I guarantee he'll come out and score that many points. Yeah. And the thing is, these guys are going to have the wingers to to play with. That's going to be be able to finish his passes too, right? So, you know, I, well, and, to and me, that's... to me, to me, Toffoli just made his case, and Besser did too last night. You need both of them. You need yeah, Miller, yeah, Besser, yeah. Petter. You need Miller, Besser, Toffoli as your wingers. Yeah, you know Pearson is is great and all, and I love having him on the team, but you do need those other three wingers because they they are keys, and I don't think you could get other wingers to come in and play at those levels because you can interchange these wingers around, right? And I think yeah. that that's you know really important to see that again the the team is 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 built right down the middle, yeah. you know yeah. Jacob Markstrom, Quinn Hughes, Adam Gaudet, Bo Horvat, Elias Patterson, and then yeah. everything else around them. Yeah, and I you mentioned to Foley there. I want to talk about him, and you know he was, you know, finally coming back after playing game one against Minnesota and getting injured. Uh, finally comes back, makes an immediate impact. Uh, first couple minutes of the game, he scores nine uh, seconds into a shift. Yeah, nine seconds into a shift too. And the thing is, is like he made like my brother texted me right after and he said, "Oh, I guess to Foley makes a difference." I said, "Of course he does. He's a yeah. legitimate top six winger." In the NHL, yeah, uh, he's a proven like champion. He's a proven champion. Of course, he's going to make a difference in a lineup. Like, especially Again, if, if, you know, no, go finish, finish up. No, finish up. Sorry. Especially when he's playing with a guy like Pedersen, and you know, I you know what. Honestly, I never thought of that that line. He, uh, he, Pedersen he, to Foley Pearson. Yeah, I mean, he would make the same impact with Horvat too, and I think you're going to see that. Yeah, I think you're going to see that. Um, if people haven't, and so just, just, I just want to emphasize your, your point here, go and watch again, the 2014 LA Kings run and watch Carter Toffoli Pearson. They won cups for the Kings. Like yeah. literally as good as Kopitar and Drew Doughty and Dustin Brown are the line that killed teams constantly. And the Chicago Blackhawks will tell you this yeah. was, was Carter Pearson Toffoli. 
That's yeah. what killed teams. And and Tyler Toffoli, as you said, he's a t- legit top six forward. No offense to Louis Erickson, um, who's paid like a top six forward. But clearly, yeah. you know, it was the right move because in game one, um, Erickson was lost. Yeah. And, and even towards the end of game two, like Brandon Sutter, you like he was sucking wind. Like you would like he was sucking wind after I go for a jog for about 45 seconds. <laughs> like he was just sucking it back. And you know, um, yeah, that's something that they're going to have to address because the pace that they played at last night is the pace that they're going to have to keep up the entire series. Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, you look at, uh, like, the third and fourth – well, the fourth line, uh, Beagle, Mott, and Vertanen, I thought they had their moments um, in the game. I actually thought they played well. They played I, I thought they played well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was surprised at Beagle. I thought Beagle had a, had a really strong game. Yeah, they, they, that one actually was pretty good. And the thing is, like I was saying, I was saying during the game that, you know, the one thing about the Canucks they need on all their lines is speed. And yep. having Erickson in there, he just yep. slows you down. It, it does. It, I, it, I'm so glad you said that. You nailed it. You're, you're you know, to Matt Sakaris and ode to Matt Sakaris. You are the mayor of Wrightville. You couldn't be more right if you were Mr. Wright <laughs> and you were the mayor of Wrightville. Seriously, you, you've nailed it on the head. Vegas plays so fast, and that's why Brandon Sutter struggled. But who did he have on his line to help compensate for that? He had Adam Gaudet as one winger, and he had who was on the other side. Um, and some t- yeah, Antoine Roussel. Yeah. And they skate miles, and it helps yeah. compensate, and it helps, and it made a difference. Uh, Adam Gaudet was just, I don't care what anyone says. We talk <laughs> again, I need to document how we talk about these and which episodes because we talked <laughs> about Adam Gaudet getting experience. And you're seeing it pay off right now. They, to be honestly, Goddet many shifts threw off the Vegas Golden Knights. They're just like, yeah. where's this coming from? Like, how's this guy skating us? He was their best player in the first game yeah. by a country mile. He was their best player in the first game, you know, aside from Markstrom. But you know what I'm saying? Best forward, best player. He, he was skating miles and he didn't stop last night. And and when you have that, when you have Roussel just skating, skating, hitting, hitting, skating, skating, Gaudet just skate, 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 it allows Brandon Sutter to, to be able to be as effective as he can be. And as you said, that fourth line of, of, Meagle, of Beagle, Mott, and Bertanen, and they just skate, skate, skate. Be- that's the fastest I've, I've seen Beagle look in the whole playoffs. He yeah. actually looked so engaged and was, was right into it. Um, you know, that was a, a, a phenomenal line. And, yeah, Adam Gaudet just, you know, if there's any doubt who the third-line center is, it's him. Because guess who was taking face-off draws um, with Brandon Sutter as his winger? It was Adam Gaudet. Gaudet, yeah. And, by the way, and, the Canucks were 88% in the uh, face-off <laughs> circle. Yeah. And, and you want like, you want to talk about face-offs at both Horvat. Like, Horvat won, what did they say? There's, like, a really high percentage of face-offs yesterday. It was, like, in the 80s. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, eighty. And, it was eighty percent for himself. Yeah, for himself, and I mean, it, it's it's huge having the puck, and even in game one, uh, the Canucks did win the faceoff battle. Not much it did them, but I mean, the thing is that keeps continuing, and they can play with that high intensity. The Canucks are going to do well because they have the puck. Oh, um, I, you know what? I I I said Vegas in five. I am going to stick to it because I'm a stubborn idiot. But I'm going to tell you this right now, Matt. You are right. Vancouver, I think, is going to win this series in six and seven. And you know why? I'll tell you why. 
Because today, Peter DeBoer says, well, Vancouver's the best face-off team in the league, so we just have to adjust to them winning the draws. Well, what? Like, literally, what? We have to adjust to them. So, basically, we're just going to give up every draw and adjust to their play. That's a solid game plan, Peter. There's a reason that you're still in San Jose right now. No, that's a what the heck? How will have your guys try to win more face-offs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe practice them. Maybe tell them, like, guys, it's kind of hard for us to, you know, get plays. But, he, he, like, can we talk about Vegas game plan and everything now? Are we allowed – can we go into that? Because this kind of leads yeah, into yeah. that. Is that cool? Sure. Okay, so, so I figured out the Vegas Golden Knights, everyone. I figured them out. And, again, this is a tribute to Travis Green because they figured it out. And yeah, they didn't have a good game one. They probably, like like you said, Matt, they probably reveled in their, in their, uh, um, you know, in their victory over the Blues. And well, they should have. Yeah. I mean, holy smokes! Well, they should have, right? With yeah. that being said, Vegas has a very simple, simple game plan because they have one thing above anything else. What is the one thing that Vegas has in spades on their team, Matt? What is it? Oh, it's a lot. It's a lot of depth and speed. Speed, thank you. Speed. It's yeah. speed. They just, they're fast. They come at you. They just go straight. Yeah. They go straight. They just go, go, go. And here's the other thing they do. Let's just fire it on the net. Fire it on the net. Fire it on, and they just yeah. fire it on the net. That's all they do. They don't care where it goes. They don't try and set things up. They just fire it on the net. And now every so often they might try and set up plays, but watch the games again. That's all they do. Now, the yeah. one thing that's interesting about Vegas, and this is the other thing that I just cannot figure out for the life of me, it makes no sense. I've never seen this in all my years of watching hockey, ever. I mean, ever. I've never seen this. The puck magically bounces for them. You know the magic yeah. bullet that, that shot John F. Kennedy? That, that's the puck <laughs> that follows the Vegas Golden Knights. It literally like will take a 90-degree turn in midair, hit, hit something, and drop down on them. Like, like, I've never seen a team with such puck luck as, as they have. And, and oh, it, I, not, go ahead. Uh, I want to mention that, that two stupid lob passes that just land yep. perfectly in front. Like, yep. what is, like, yeah, that's a not, that's not planned. Don't tell like, me that's planned. It just, it just happens. It just, they get it out and a guy skates onto it. And good on him for getting on, skating onto it. Like, I, listen, man, all the power to them, right? Yeah. But Travis Green figured it out last night. You guys want to shoot all you want? Go ahead. Shoot all you want. Guys, just block the hell out of them. And guys yeah. were blocking them not because they were, like, just sacrificing their bodies as they were. But they're, like, blocking them because it's, like, holy smokes. Like, like they're just shooting it all the time. Right. They don't have time to react. They don't have time to, <laughs> to get up because they just keep <laughs> pounding it. Which is, hey, if you think you're going to wear down a team, but – you know san jose last year adjusted to it and yeah i know san jose san jose didn't deserve to win that series vegas did i'm just saying that vancouver did a really good job of adjusting to it travis green identified it and and the vegas golden knights you know um you know they they uh they they had no answer and they started yeah. they started acting like little temper tantrums and they started having tantrums and I'm I'm surprised they didn't pull out the pitchforks and start started screaming Black Lives Matter and have tantrums on the ice. Like they, it was just it was so fun to watch them not only shut up, but they started just acting like babies. And yeah. why they weren't called for more penalties is beyond me. I mean, if you're gonna throw Roussel off the ice 
my five nothing. Don't you think you should have done that with Alex Took when he was like hammering down on, oh. on Jake when it was four one? Like, what's the difference? What's it? What's like? What's more egregious? Hugging a guy and just kind of you know try and get in his grill, or or you know, or you know, pounding a guy in the head down on the ice. Yeah, it, it, it makes no sense. And the, I mean, in that uh, that play where the puck hit the glass and they said, oh, yeah, that's a penalty. I mean, it clearly hits the glass. And I don't understand how four refs can miss that and even have a conference and say, oh, yeah, that didn't hit the glass. Like, okay, so here's, here's the referee in me, okay? I can, I can sort of see the – this is what I'm talking about, about Vegas bounces, okay? Yeah. Because if you're a ref and you're like, well, it went out. If it hit the glass, it wouldn't have gone out, right? It wouldn't, it wouldn't have right. continued to gone out. It would have, would have rebounded back into the ice surface, you know? But here's a Vegas bounce that it hits the glass, but still continues to go the <laughs> yeah. opposite direction, right? You know what I'm yeah, saying? That's, true, like, that's, like, true, yeah. that's what I'm talking about with Vegas bounces, right? And, you know, the Canucks, they, they, uh, they held on. Jacob Marsham was, was incredible, oh, Marsham but was. yeah. Yeah, but no, Vegas, like, man, I've never seen a team. I don't know what they did to the hockey gods. I don't know why the hockey gods love them so much. I don't know why they think that they get every break in the world. You can tell Quinn Hughes is getting worked over badly right now. And hopefully Quinn, you know, Quinn again can just process all this and start, you know, start, you know, fixing things in his game and and be really uh, solid in game uh, three here. Yeah, I remember, like, Quinn Hughes didn't have the best, Games one and two against Minnesota either. I mean, no. first start. I mean, no. so I mean, he'll adjust. He's a smart kid. He knows. He's his yeah. hockey IQ will be able yeah. to adjust to that, and yeah. we'll see it. Um, yep. One thing I did see the Canucks do in this that in game two was give him more support um, in the defensive zone, so he's not always having to do it himself. Well, and that's what I mean by, so, by adjusting the game plan. You're right. Yeah. And that's what I mean by adjusting the game plan, right? They, they realize because Vegas overcommits, right? Yeah. Like, like Vegas overcommits <laughs> on their forecheck. So how do you do that? You give it a little more support. You get the puck out a little quicker, and now you can catch them. And look at the, the 4-1 goal. I mean, all, yeah. like, all five of them were at the blue line ready to, ready to break out on a five on, on three, yeah. right? <laughs> and, and now it didn't work out. And now it's a two on O down low. Like, that's going to teach them, hey, we can't do that anymore. We can't yeah. do this because these guys are going to kill us. And no, and no offense to Chicago Blackhawks, but unlike the Chicago Blackhawks, not only can these guys score, they can bury us. We uh, can be down four or five nothing pretty fast if we start taking those chances. They, this was the best possible thing that could have happened to Vancouver because, like I said, I think you're right now. I think Vancouver wins this in six or seven. I'm going to stick to Vegas in five, but I think you're right. But because this game is going to change the mentality completely, and they're already in their heads. Never mind the goalie controversy if they don't put uh, uh, Flurry in net for Game Three now. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, what you think they would? Or, I mean, it's well. Can you imagine? Listen, think about this. Can you imagine that? You know, Lehner's played well for you. He has a good record against Vancouver. Um. I don't know if shelling is the right word, but, you know, four goals, you know, he didn't look great on them. Like I said, he kind of just, you know, Vancouver played a, a solid game and, and they figured out how to move around the ice to score around laner. 
Marc-Andre Fleury is the far more athletic goalie who can make those types of saves. Yeah. If you don't go back with Marc-Andre Fleury and with all, everything that's been going on right now, you're, especially with Laner being an unrestricted free agent, you're pretty much saying that we're going to re-sign Laner and, and go with Fleury. And I know Fleury's a good team guy, and he is. I mean, he's got three Stanley Cups from Pittsburgh, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it's not like he's a he's he's not like he doesn't know how to win in games. And I know he's the backup for two of them. But remember, Murray only came back for the final when they beat Nashville, right? Fleury yeah. was the one who put got them through everything else. So no offense, Fleury is really the one who won that Stanley Cup for the for the Penguins, in my opinion. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, you know, I think right now, I think Vegas. They got a lot of inner soul searching to do because they're acting like a bunch of children. They thought they were the cat's meow. They thought that they were already on their way to a Stanley cup. I mean, Vegas fans, I had one fan. I was, I looked at his post. I took a picture and saved it. Like we're going to win the next three Stanley cups. We're that good. No one's even close to us. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I just don't understand the hockey God. So here's a true story just to help you appreciate this. And if hopefully some people will share this with Vegas, Vegas fans and, and maybe someone can clip this. And I have the video of this. Okay. Game one, I'm down in Vegas, Washington and Las and, and Las Vegas game one. And little John's out there and they're rapping and the Stanley cups there and he picks up the cup and he's holding it up and I have the video of it. Yeah. Yeah. We're awesome. We're awesome. Like, Dude, you don't do that. The hockey gods remember. And what happens in game two in that series? Brayden Holtby makes the save that changes the entire complexion of the series. And Washington wins in, in, uh, in five games. Don't you, you, you just, you know, and, and again, I don't really believe in the hockey gods, people. I'm just, just do it. You know, karma is an interesting yeah. thing. And in hockey, it plays such a huge part of the game it really really does and right now vegas they're in their own heads because they think they're awesome i mean we heard ryan o'reilly earlier this week same kind of attitude all oh, you know we could have beat any of these guys and i just don't understand why we didn't beat vancouver <laughs> uh, maybe because maybe because vancouver is actually a good team yeah like has anybody actually considered that the vancouver actually is legitimately a good hockey club yeah and that right. that's what i was saying it's like everyone's kind of underestimating the Canucks and what they're doing um, Pedersen is second in the playoffs in scoring. Bo Horvat is the leading goal scorer in the playoffs. This team's a good team. Oh, I mean, and, 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 and they're doing it against the Minnesota Wild, who are the stingiest team, against the, the defending Stanley Cup champions, St. Louis Blues, and now they've done it against the Vegas Golden Knights. Is any of that a fluke? No. And, and Markstrom's playing like an elite number one goaltender. Like, you need that in the playoffs. Um, guys that are, you know, biggest thing is that I think this character of this team is, is huge, is a huge reason for it, too. Um, and and that's, a, that's what I'm, I'm seeing, and that's why I have so much belief in this team right now, because of that character. They've shown the ability. Like, I wasn't worried. Everyone was worried. Oh, 5 nothing. Vegas is, oh, they're done. I'm like, no, they'll bounce back. And I tweeted this right after the game. Don't worry yep. about it. Canucks will bounce back. They've done it all playoffs. Well, yeah, we messaged about that. Yeah, we they messaged about back. that. Yeah, <laughs> we, me we messaged about that. I remember that. And and like I said, I said my concern was exactly playing out about the defense. But you were like, no, don't worry. They'll bounce back. And what, what did I say? I said, yeah, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt because <laughs> they've done it every single time they've had to in these playoffs. They're down 3-1 to St. Louis and in game five. And what happens? They win that game 4-3. This team – 
just for some reason, and that's sometimes how it goes, they they play there. Some of them are playing over their heads. I don't want to lie here. Yeah. <laughs> like honestly, <laughs> some of them are playing over their heads right now. Like, and I'm grateful for it. Like Vattenberg and Jordy Dan have been oh. like like they should be getting just destroyed. And instead, while they've had some challenges, and they have for yeah. the most part, they're holding their own and they're hitting back. And this is what I really love about Vegas as a matchup for Vancouver is because they play that speed game, they try to hit, but you saw yesterday what happened there when, um, uh, was it Beagle got out of the way and, and into the, into the, <laughs> the white cloud, don't you? yeah, white cloud. Right. You know, because, <laughs> because like, like that's just not their game. Like that, that isn't Vegas's game. Vegas's game is not to go and pound you. No. Right. Like that's just playing into Vancouver's hand, but guys like Ben and Fattenberg, like no problem. And they're hitting them. I mean, you saw Miller stand up two Vegas nights, and what happens? Well, Pacioretty has to clothesline behind the behind the net because you know, oh, dude, you can't do that. You're not allowed to stand up, my guys. <laughs> so you know, like, like it's 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 really fun. They're in their heads right now. I guarantee it. I've been yeah. there. They they're in their heads, and Vegas, like you know, we go. They're not going to change anything. We just got to get back to our game, <laughs> right? And. <laughs> They, they won't be able to make adjustments because they don't know how to, because Peter DeBoer just said it today. Well, they're the best face-off team in the league. So we just got to learn how to be better in our back end when they get the puck. Uh, I got a team. <laughs> like, like when a team has the puck off the draw, pretty hard to generate a lot sometimes, but you know, yeah. with the bounces Vegas gets, I mean, you know, you never know. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, I mean, as much as, one guy, though, that was very dominant in the game for Vegas is Shea Theodore. Is, and he's from where I live in Aldergrove. Uh, and I really was – when he was in the draft, I really was hoping Vancouver would pick him. But uh, I'm, you're not happen. the only one. You're not the only one. <laughs> no, he's so, legit. He's legit. He's I think he's a little better than people projected him, but you're not surprised by it. No, like, like you knew the potential was there, but you know, you're not sure if people are going to get it because again, you know, the, 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 to get to the NHL, it's really tough. I mean, how many of these high draft picks that people drafted that just never pan out and, yeah. but he's, uh, you know, Anaheim's probably kicking themselves. They should never have let him go. Um, no. you know, stupid, stupid move on their part. Everybody called it stupid when they left him exposed and, and, uh, the golden Knights picked him up, but, uh, no, he's he's legit, and he he yeah. made like that one move he made at the line, and I mean, just it was just listen, man. Like we can rag on other teams all we want, but I, I love hockey, and I love yeah. watching certain players play. Shea Theodore is one of those players I love watching play, and and he's a guy, you know, I might hate that team, but he's a guy I can cheer for because he plays hockey the right way. Yeah, he does, and he can sure keep the puck in at the blue line a few times. Oh, it's so I mean, it's good. out. No, it's not. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's so good. He's so good. Yeah. So I mean, there's the generally two like superstar defensemen on in this series. So I mean, we'll see yeah. Quinn Hughes' magic. I'm sure. Uh, you know, as the series goes well, on. Well, Vegas has done a good job on Quinn, right? Because they've been rushing him and they've been hitting him every time, right? Like, they, yeah. and that's a good game plan. But Van, again, Vancouver adjusted to it. And I know Chris Tanev struggled, and he really did. But as you mentioned the support for Quinn towards the end of the game, they weren't doing that so much to him because they realized like, Holy crap, if we just keep pounding this kid, like it's going to keep leading to these odd man rushes and, and Pedersen's going to kill us. 
because he's yeah. already killing us, you know, and, and to Foley, you know, just because he's back in, this is what people talked about. And I hope on the next game tomorrow night or tomorrow night's game, I really hope that Vancouver will be able to uh, swing Besser back over to his natural side on the second power play. Yeah. Because I really feel right now that Vancouver, because Toffoli's back, I mean, you know, it's, it's a catch 22 boy, but having Besser now, you know, Edler should just be just feeding him or if it's Stetcher on the, just feed Besser bombs, just feed him bombs and just, just tell him to just bomb that thing. And um, because Gaudette and Vertanen um, going to the front of the net, Besser can like, it's just like, I'm really, I'm I'm not excited for next season. Like I'm excited for tomorrow's game. I, Yeah. I'm really starting to see what's going on and how things are hard developing. Vegas has to control their emotions because they're in trouble right now. Yeah. And the thing is, is like having to fully back to that you're mentioning about the second power play unit. They can actually have two threat, you know, threats now on as units. And that's, that's huge, especially for a power play because you don't have to rely upon that first unit to do it for you. Um, you know, eventually we'll get Tyler Myers back as well. And, you know, he'll help out. And I don't know, they say mid-series and when he'll be back. So well, that'll tomorrow, even... night's, tomorrow night's mid-series. Uh, you know, I don't know. If, <laughs> if <he will> be... <laughs> they were saying mid-series and we're at mid-series. So. Well, they, they, you know, the, the one thing that they've done good, and maybe this is a good time to talk about Travis Green now then and, and how yeah, prepares yeah. the team in that, is that you know, they've had the luxury of the team being able to fight through injuries, right, and, and get through the injuries. And, and again, St. Louis was really injured. I mean, it, it comes mm-hmm. out today that Tarasenko will be out for the beginning of the next season in December, right? So he probably oh, isn't going to be yeah. back until January, February. But but the, the point I'm getting at is that every team fights through injuries. And Vancouver had, like, a top six forward and a top four defenseman. That's major. That's like yeah. massive. Like, like the, literally the, the, you know, that, that is Tarasenko and Jay Bomeister, right? So yeah. they're out. So you can just, you just cross the two of them off, right? After that, it's just talent for talent pretty much, um, you know. And, you know, when you scratch Adam Gaudet, there's your Tyler Bozak, no offense. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, you know, like, but, but the point I'm getting at is to get them back and get them healthy. And, and again, like, Tyler Myers is, is, is no offense. This is his type of series. I know yeah. people aren't going to like this, but this is his type of series. Like he's going to be able to be far more effective against Vegas, um, you know, and, and to get him back to get, and again, it's no, no, no offense to Jordy Ben or, or whatever. It's just, you know, he, he brings an element to the game that, that works really well. But the advantage of this is if, if Myers struggles and because Ben and Fattenberg are playing so good, you can give Myers as much time as he needs. You can get him yeah. as healthy as he needs because this isn't game four of the Stanley Cup final and you have to play players injured. You're, you're, it, it, he's got a really good luxury right now. And Travis Green has just been able to, to masterfully put players in positions to succeed these entire playoffs. And once again, he did it last night. Yeah. I mean – yeah, Green Green's evolving as a coach as the playoffs have gone here too. And I, you know, we have our criticisms of him, and we've said it in the past of certain things, but he's evolved tremendously in these playoffs. That from Game One of that Minnesota series, 
Well, the criticisms were justified, right? Oh, but definitely, he's yeah. adjusted as a coach and he's recognizing that, geez, you know, my gut instincts aren't really working anymore. Like yeah. my penchant to just fall back on 1990s hockey, it, it's not working anymore. You know, we're not going to beat these guys by playing that style. We're only going to beat these guys by using our skill and using our will and, and allowing ourselves as a, as a team to, to, you know, play to our strengths. And he's done a masterful job at that. Again, last night he puts Miller with uh, Vertan. It just throws a wrinkle at me yeah. and they don't see it. And they create and generate some offense and create some opportunities. And all of a sudden, hey, there you go. Now all of a sudden it throws Vegas off. And once again, Vancouver is able to get, I don't want to call it, but it throws a wrinkle at a team. And, and if you can do that on a regular basis, a luxury to Mick and the other off who, you know, for Vic, they're not going to mix and match their like their what their lines are, but yeah, or what they are, they enroll those lines through through hacker high water. That's just what they do. Vancouver's in a great spot where they can mix and match and they have the players to do that and it can go off your line and now you get favorable matchups that you can take advantage of. Green has done a phenomenal job putting player positions to succeed when he's done that. Yeah. And I I, I like that point about uh, you know putting guys that you don't normally like Vertan's in the fourth line. He's a very good he's a forward that you can move up and down the lineup with his speed and skill. And if he's on, he is a very effective forward. And when you can put a guy like that, all of a sudden, oh, we're going to throw him in the top six. And then now you have Toffoli. You can go and put Toffoli somewhere else. And then the other team's like, wait, what's, you know, that's a different look that's that, yeah, can throw a team off. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's what I'm saying. It's, it's Travis Green, his coaching staff. They've done just a beautiful job. And again, if another coach has already given up on the faceoff circles, I, it's just, okay, what other area has he given up on? Like, this is Peter DeBoer, and I'm not trying to be rude. They're not going to hear this podcast. They do great. He's young. There's a reason. Guess what? If your coach is already admitting defeat in one area of the game, uh, what other areas of the game is he going to start admitting defeat in? Yeah. You know, like, like and, and maybe that's why he hasn't, you know, had success, but maybe it's not as successful as you'd like to think. And, um, you know, screen right now, he, he's, if he's not one of the top, you know, 10, if he's not in the top 10 coaches, he's certainly top 15, but I think you could put him in the top 10 coaches in the league right now. He's, yeah. he's outside his comfort zone, but he's trusting what his brain is telling him or what his heart is telling him versus what his brain is telling him. And that's the, the, the that's the one thing we talked about at the very beginning of the playoffs before anything started like, will Travis Green outcoach himself? Yeah. And right now, he's just trusting his heart. And he's been – right now, he's batting in 1,000. Yeah, 100%. And, and the thing is, is, like, he's got the players buying into what he's saying, too, which is huge. I mean – Well, I think that's a character thing, though, Matt, that you said earlier. Yeah. That it's not just that the players are buying into what he's selling. The players are buying into each other, too. That's I mean, true. how can yeah. you not, after the performance – again, 176-pound Elise Patterson. And he's like going through these 225 pound, 215 pound guys that are trying to kill him. And he's just putting up points. Yeah. So like, how are you not going to go out on your shift and, and find ways to do that? And I believe the players are actually really picking up 
on a lot of these things, right? I mean, Besser, we know he's a smart hockey player. I think he's, I know he hasn't scored. He's got one goal, but I think this is the best hockey I've seen him play in a long, long time. Yeah, I agree. And uh, Besser's, again, another guy that's been evolving as a player since his rookie season. He's become such more of a complete player too, which is great. And, you know, and he does a lot of little things that you don't really see as well. Like he's a phenomenal playmaker as yeah. well. Yeah. And yeah, well that passed to, to Horvat, right? Like it was just, he didn't try to stop it. And, and you saw how fast they got back on the back check. I mean, they were right yeah. there. It's not like they were, you know, like they, they got back fast. So Besser had one play to get that over to Horvat super fast and Horvat settles it quickly and then roofs it. Yeah. It's funny what he said after the game. I was like, uh, I wasn't. I think I fanned on him. Like, it doesn't look like you fanned on. <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, but that tells you that. But that again tells you the character and the level that the Canucks are trying to achieve. And and again, as Canucks fans, and really as a hockey fan too, that's the level you need to play at to win. That's the level that you need to be at to to win Stanley Cups. And may, Vancouver may never win one. Let's it's in Listen, man, it's, it's, there's a reason it's the hardest trophy in all of professional sports to win. If anyone tells you that, that the NBA title is harder or the, the Super Bowl is harder or whatever, you could come up with some arguments, but there's nothing like the NHL playoff grind. There is nothing like going through the wars that they go through and the battles physically that they go through. Um, and and, uh, you know, the, the, the team's buying in. And, and uh, Brock Besser, I think, has, has like you said, he's, he, he's playing. He's got his brain and his confidence back to where it needs to be. And Travis Green, like, I, I honestly, to me, I can't wait to see the lotto line back together. And I can't wait to see Horvat with uh, Pearson and Toffoli oh, because I think yeah. that's just going to – that's just going to cement it. I know he loves Toffoli with Pedersen. He loves that. That's his brain talking. He's got to trust his – he's got to trust his heart here. He's got to trust the fans, and he's got to trust, you know, logic here that that Horvat with Tavoli and Pearson is going to um, take the take take the the team to the next level. Yeah, I agree, and not to say that line looked really good, even though Pedersen and Tavoli play they play a really great game together too. Like that pass that he made to Pedersen on the breakaway there, like. <laughs> Oh, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know what Pearson does on that line, which is really good, is because, again, Pearson has a great shot. He can score. Pearson works his butt off. Uh, like, yeah. he just works so hard. He forechecks. He battles, battles, battles. Again, you know, if anyone hasn't heard our, our podcast with Chris Faber, go look at that. He's 100% right. The Canucks were winning a lot of battles last night. I know the Golden Knights had a lot of shots. They had tons of shots. But, again, yeah. They were just shooting. They just, just turn around and shot, turn around and shoot, turn around and shoot. And the Canucks were just blocking everything because they were just shooting the puck. They weren't taking their time. And I, and I, and I agree to a degree that, yeah, you want to throw the puck on the net, but it gets to a point where all of a sudden you get dejected because, well, look, we're throwing the puck at the net and we're just not getting anywhere. Yeah. Like we're literally just, it's not working for us. We'll just keep doing it. Just keep throwing it at the net. And then comes down Vancouver and a nice little pass and deep by Pedersen is three, one. And you're like, shit. <laughs> game over <laughs> like seriously and then and then and then and then oh we overcommit on the on the on the four check and oh there's Besser to Horvat four one game over yeah like you know it's 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 this isn't rocket science no <laughs> listen man Vegas is in more trouble than we're giving them credit for right now because they look so good in game one 
And, you know, um, I don't know if anyone remembers this. In 2010, Vancouver goes into Chicago. And they waxed Chicago. Chicago was lucky to get a goal. It was 5-1 five, five, was the final. But it was 5 nothing at one point. Vancouver yeah. waxed them. They look so good. And, oh, that's it. We got this series. Like, these guys aren't going to blow this. And then Chicago just outwilled them. Just yeah. outwilled them. That's what I see right now with Vancouver and, and Vegas right now. Is Vegas just, they just, they caught Vancouver on a bad day. Vancouver was probably hung over from celebrating St. Louis, like you said. And, you know, Bob's your uncle, Joni's your aunt. The rest is history. Yeah. yeah. No, it's true. And, I mean, the thing is, is even though the Knights got so many shots and looked good in the second period in the last game, I didn't feel like they were overwhelming them at all. Um, you know, the, the Canucks are still – they were still pretty good in, you know, their game plan. And, yeah, and the thing is, is Will is a huge thing, like they were saying. It's, you know, talent is great. But if you have the will, it can go above and beyond in the end. Yeah, I, I totally agree about, with your comment about Vegas had lots of shots and everyone's like, oh, Markstrom held them in the game. Okay, so, and I, I don't mean this disrespectfully, how many 10 bell saves or five bell saves, whatever you want to call it, how many did Markstrom really make, honestly? Maybe There's, one or two? Maybe one, yeah. Do, do, you, do you want to know a more telling stat? And this is a more telling stat. They're called like, you know, I, I'm trying to remember what it is, what the exact phrase is, and I apologize, but they mentioned it uh, on the on the uh, after show on Sportsnet 650, and they're talking about like like supreme scoring chances. Like we're talking like glorious scoring the chances. High, that high you, danger. Yeah, high danger, high danger. You know what that was? Nine nine, and Vancouver buried Vancouver yeah. buried four of theirs. Yeah, that's so. the difference in this. Like like that's why. And Vegas isn't going to change because their success and their model of success is just based on throwing the puck at the net and getting lots of puck luck. Like literally that is their game plan. Just get puck luck. Puck will bounce for us. And, and again, I think it was Martinez who had like a couple shots. And if, if you notice those pucks, like just magically bounced to him yeah, like through the I spot saw, yeah. off a couple skate off a couple skates and right onto a stick. Like, you know, like, like that's just not sustainable hockey. You can't, no. I, I mean, maybe they can do it. I mean, they got to a Stanley Cup final two years ago, so yeah. maybe they will. I just, I don't know. I think they're in trouble because yeah. I think it's going to force them to change their game a little because they can't keep playing that way. Vancouver's going to eat them alive if they do. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, I said earlier about those lob passes that they're lucky to get drop in a certain spot that, and Tuck gets yeah. two of those types of bounces. Well, if you I mean, notice like, on the if you notice on the first one too, um, that was Toffoli's man, and Toffoli was struggling. So he he's yeah. still struggling a bit. He's still struggling a bit on his skate and stuff, and he's gonna have to figure that out. Um, but uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, it just uh, man, that, like like <laughs> Minnesota was doing it. So maybe that's where Vancouver's susceptible. I mean, I, maybe every team's susceptible to a lob pass like that. Well, those lob passes, how do you defend it? Like. It's up in the air. What do you do? Like <laughs> you basically have your guys playing in their own zone. Hope, yeah, hope that it doesn't three land. Three man four nice check. On basically, a three man four check. Exactly. So I mean, it, it is a something that's you know it's effective to get over that trap type thing. Usually, teams do that to get over the clogged neutral zone. So I mean, it's effective when it works. It's not. But the thing is, is Vancouver doesn't clog the neutral zone. 
No. Yeah, it's not. And Vancouver doesn't clog the neutral zone. So it's kind of an odd, to be honest, that's a really odd uh, game plan against Vancouver because it's not really their, you know, their forte. But, you know, Minnesota was doing it. So there you go. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I so, agree with you. I agree makes, with you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, tomorrow, tomorrow's going to be, again, the key game. Is there, I mean, the series is tied. And we know Vegas is going to come and play a tough game again, but Canucks yeah. can, can play that same pace. I think they're in good shape because again, they, they do adjust their game and a lot of their, you know, and like you said before, Vegas won't adjust things because they've already kind of, you know, they're, they're okay with how they're playing. They think that's still going to win them games. Well, yeah. And, and, and really again, now is Travis Green going to learn from St. Louis and not allow Peter DeBoer to dictate the lineups, number one. Yeah. And then number the two is, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And number, but, and then, but that's important to get the right matchups out, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and, but number two is, um, is Peter DeBoer going to break down the tape and look at what Vancouver was doing successfully, right? And he probably did, but he's probably thinking, well, we did all the right things. We just didn't get good luck. So, you know, let's just keep doing what we're doing. Right. I mean, that's most likely what's going to happen because I don't know if Vegas can adjust their game to, to play in a different way. Like when they did that last year against the Sharks, again, I watched that series. This is, this is, this is, this is the little research I do. Um, I watched that series. And when Vegas adjusted their game to match the Sharks, they lost. And, yeah. and, and you know, <laughs> they were up 3 nothing in game seven. You know why? Because they just played their game. And they just kept going and going and going, and they got breaks and they scored. And then what happens? The, the worst call in the history of the NHL, in my oh. humble opinion, aside from the Aaron Rome penalty and suspension. Um, but uh, yeah, it, 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 what it boils down to is: is Peter DeBoer going to be able to make the adjustments and keep his team focused? That's to me. That's actually the key for the Canucks, honestly. Because I yeah. think the Canucks are feeling really good and they, they're going to come in and they're just going to be like, guys, let's just, here's the things that they were doing successfully. Because you know they're going to break down the second period. And oh, they're going to yeah. be like, what did they do that hemmed us in our zone? Well, a couple phantom penalties and, you know, off we go. And, of course, Edler had two, by the way. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> awesome to see Edler get two. You know, one was a tripping, which was a total trip. The other one was, uh, was uh, Marcia's show. Again, he was shot from the rafters by the man with the, uh, you know, with the, with the sniper rifle. But but still, yeah. you know, you don't put yourself in position like that. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be fun. And to me, that's that's really it's going to be if Peter DeBoer can keep his team focused. Because I'll tell you, if Vancouver gets a couple goals early, it's Vegas is going to be just I don't know. I don't know. They seem to be rattled pretty easy, and 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 Washington figured them out. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to be good. And I you know what? That that game too was what I was expecting from the series. I uh, good high-paced speed games of both teams really quick. And that's what I was expecting, not what we saw in game 1. That's why I'm like, no, this is not how it's <laughs> yeah, supposed to go. Yeah. Yeah, and that's so. funny because <laughs> I expected game 1. I like I did. I literally expected game 1. Like I and we talked about this. Like I did expect game 1 because Vancouver yeah. just for some reason, they just the puck just bounces for Vegas. Like, and we saw it again yesterday. Like, I don't get it. I mean, Vancouver's just so skilled. 
they took advantage of their opportunities and that's how they're going to win this series. Like that's literally how they're going to win this series by taking advantage of their scoring opportunities when they get them. Yeah. And again, Vegas, they're just going to pound the puck. That's, that's their MO. Just shoot the puck, shoot the puck, shoot the puck, shoot the puck. If they start getting into a situation where, Oh, well, we got to throw the puck around. It's going to throw their game off completely. It's not the yeah. game they play. They're not used to playing it. It will throw off everything that they're doing. Um, no, I, yeah, like I said, I'll stick to my Vegas and five, but <laughs> boy, I'm, I'm right now I'm leaning towards you and I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're right. Because right now I, I if I'm Vegas, I'm, I would be worried. I really, really would be worried. Yeah. Which is, which is great. I mean, <laughs> yeah. so, um, well, you kind of alluded to a couple keys. Let's do, let's do some keys to the, for the Canucks win uh, tomorrow. Yeah. So, so the first one is going to be Markstrom hundred percent, like a hundred percent is going to be Markstrom. He, he made the key saves when he had to in that second period and locked the door down. He just has to do that against Vegas because they shoot the puck so much because of the style they play, because they shoot for rebounds, because they shoot to get to those rebounds and then pound the puck in the back of the net and such. Um, Markstrom is going to have to be better. I actually don't think he had, everyone's talking about how great a game he had. Markstrom let out a lot of rebounds a lot of rebounds and he didn't, he didn't suck the puck in like he normally does. I really want to see him do that this game. I want to see him suck that puck in, hold that puck, throw off their rhythm. They can win the draws. That's what I want to see from Markstrom. The second key for me in this game is going to be Quinn Hughes. Now Quinn Hughes has to figure out how to beat the Knights, And, and he's going to have to do that because they, they can't rely on, oh, and we should, we should have talked about Adler, which, which we should have, because that was easily his best game in the series. Yeah. He yeah. hit four guys. He hit four guys. They were physical, and they shot, started shying away from him. That's how good he played. That's why I'm saying the Knights are in trouble. So, Alex Adler, good on you. All I'm saying is that I'm, I'm not confident enough in the Canucks' defense that they can keep it up for six or seven games. Quinn Hughes needs to step up because uh, Tanev is struggling. And when Quinn Hughes is doing well, Tanev does well. He just is able to get his head into the game that way. And then the third key is, is the top six. And, and the top six needs to continue on no matter what matchups, how they put it. Um, you know, the great thing about Toffoli coming back is it allowed Miller. It took some pressure off of Miller because we're all like, well, is he injured? Does he have a wrist injury? What's going on with him? It takes that pressure off him. He can just go out and he can hit and he can do some of the other things and allow his – body to to adjust and and be be effective still in the top six yeah yeah i i uh i agree with the with the markstrom one definitely like markstrom has to you know be as good but yeah yeah i, I agree with the rebounds thing like there are a few plays that i'm like okay he's sucking them in but yeah he did allow a lot of rebounds and that's what you know he's got to kind of clean that up and He's the best when he's a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> so yep, yep, one hundred percent correct, one hundred percent correct. And most, yeah. most goalies are when a goalie is on, and all they're doing is sucking shots up, and they're stopping play. Like Laner is the same way. When Laner is just sucking pucks in, you can't get momentum, you can't generate anything, and you don't. You start overthinking things, and that's what happened to Vegas last night. Yeah. Um, second key is that bottom six. Uh, I think has to just keep pushing the pace with their speed and. And that's what's going to kind of neutralize their bottom six because I feel their their fourth line they say is the best line, fourth line in hockey. I mean, it's you know, well, look what what did Ryan Reeves do in game two? 
zero, zero effect. So, and that's what he should be, zero effect. So, uh, yeah. But Bond he didn't do much in game one either. No, he didn't. He didn't just do much in game one either. He just clucked like a, he clucked like a, yeah, he just clucked like a chicken. That's all I'm, he did. Yeah, I mean, I'm he was glad the broadcast. How many times? I'm glad they that they didn't focus on him that much in the in game two because I feel that they were just too much on them, and uh, it was good. On I, I mentioned this in the first you know first period where uh, Travis Green put the fourth line, Ryan Reeves on the ice. He did not put Roussel's line on the ice, and that's I think another you know good decision by him because you know you put you put Roussel and Roussel seems to get drawn into that a bit and. Yeah, I think I think it was a good good thing not to kind of stoke the fire right at the beginning. Just put your fourth yeah, line. Get great, yeah, so yeah, um, great points, great points, Matt. Great points. Yeah. And and you know the one good thing right now about the Canucks is every single player is engaged. There isn't one player that isn't engaged in this series right now. Jake Vertanen had two really good hits last night. He was skating well. Um, you know, he's he, he's going to make an impact in this series too. And uh, I'm pretty, uh, I, you know, the, the fact that the whole team is engaged is a really good sign. Yeah. And my last key is the same top six. Pedersen just has to keep, keep driving the bus. So Horvat, same thing. And, and if you're there, your two best players, the Canucks are winning the team. So, uh, you know, you got the heart and you got the, I don't know what Pedersen would be. Like, <laughs> he's like yeah. the, uh, I don't know. The he's the lungs. He's the lungs and the brains lungs. of the team. Horvat's the heart. Horvat's the heart. Uh, Pedersen is the lungs and the brains of the team. Well, actually, maybe Quinn Hughes is the lungs, and we'll call we'll call Pedersen the brains. How's that sound? There we go. <laughs> so, there you go. I like it. Yeah. I like so, it. Yeah. Good job. Sounds good. Yeah. So go yeah. Canucks. Go. We'll uh, we'll be watching them again. Game three tomorrow. I believe it's six forty-five again. Yeah. So a lot better timing. Uh, I think for us, it's around the same time as when the Canucks usually play. So in normal circumstances. Yeah, it is for Vegas too. So I don't, again, like I think someone made a comment on this and I, I actually really like this comment. They said that this is probably actually the best playoff scenario in terms of actually determining a Stanley Cup champion. And the reason is, is in terms of travel and such, you don't have that. So you're getting mm-hmm. these players at their best. And this is like the Olympic tournament. And I never thought of it that way. Someone made this comment, not me. They're right. They're like, yeah. they're right. This is the probably best tournament. And in fact, if you if you can win this tournament as a Stanley Cup champion, you could go down. Honestly, you could go down as one of the top teams to ever win the cup because it's the purest that that anyone's ever played. Honestly, yeah, I agree. And I mean, I would say about this this Stanley Cup is is the hardest I think to win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Emotionally. Right. Because you're away from your family, the bubble hockey. If anyone hasn't seen Tyler Bozak's wife um, put out a beautiful video of, of when Tyler came home there in St. Louis and, you know, kids running out to see him and just yeah. awesome. Like just so good. Like it's, this is not easy for these guys. You know, this no, can't be not. easy. And as, as much as you're, you know, you're whoop, whooping and hollering and everything, you know, they're still humans. They still have families and, you know, grateful that they're taking this um, time to entertain us and, and, you know, keep us away from the, the bigger problems of the world. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. So it's, yeah, these guys are in a, a bubble. They're not allowed to go home. I, it's, it's a lot different hockey than they're used to. 
it's huge that they're that they're doing this and yeah we're grateful for like you said about the the entertainment and uh, but it is it's a it's very hard to be playing uh the game right now so yeah for sure so yeah yeah awesome yeah, so uh go Canucks go go Canucks go I'm excited I hope I'm wrong here I think you're right Matt I just I think Vegas they're in their heads right now I really <laughs> honestly do like I they're kind of temper tantrum little babies right now I'm, I'm looking forward to this go Canucks go yeah go Canucks go thank everyone for listening uh to podcast uh this episode and uh, Canucks yeah they play tomorrow and it's gonna be great to uh see how they can uh follow up that game that this is such a good bounce back game. It was great to see uh, Pedersen and Toffoli and Toffoli back in the lineup and, uh, you know, Pedersen showing off more of what he can do. And, uh, yeah, I'd really generally agree, I believe he will win a con Smythe in his career. And, uh, yeah, so it's going to be great. Thanks for listening, everyone, again, to another podcast, um, Canucks and Pucks, and our latest episode. Thanks for everyone for support on, you know, on Twitter. And Facebook got a few more likes there. And uh, again, we're part of the Hockey Writers Podcast Network. Uh, be sure to check out Hockey Writers for all those hockey articles from all the different NHL teams. We get AHL, OHL, WHL, Junior Leagues there. And we also got some European uh, KHL stuff too. So uh, check them, check uh, Hockey Writers out for sure. Uh, I've got an article coming out in the next couple of days about Con uh, Smythe uh, for Elias Pedersen. Uh, sometime in his career, it could be even this year. We never, we don't know. He's sure making a case if the Canucks actually make it to the Sound Cup final and win it. So uh, it could be as early as this year. So uh, and for um, everything else, yeah, it, it's going to be great. It's a great run here, and just be excited that the Canucks are doing so well and uh, players are stepping up big time. Both Horvat, Elias Pedersen. So uh, everyone's stepping up at the right time here and. Yeah, Tyler Myers coming back probably in the next couple of games too. So that's going to be an extra boost to the lineup. And uh, yeah, go Canucks, go.